Horn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the San Juan Snowcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Welcome to season two, folks. That's right, this winter we've got new theme music, new funk breaks, and hopefully a whole lot of new snow to talk about. For those of you who are new to the show, hey, welcome. The Snowcast is a weekly snow and avalanche podcast based in the San Juan Mountains of Southwest Colorado. And my goal with this show is to provide up-to-date information about our local snowpack and some custom-tailored avalanche education specifically targeted to the backcountry skiers and riders of the San Juans. So, if you live in Telluride, Ridgeway, Ure, Silverton, Rico, or even Durango, this show is for you. If you don't live in any of those mountain towns, fear not, because this show is for you too. When I'm not talking about snowpack instability, I'll be diving into backcountry ski culture with hot topics like how social media affects our risk tolerance, how we take the forecast and turn it into a touring plan, and how we develop habits so that we can be lifelong backcountry riders. This show is obsessed with snow and backcountry skiing because I'm obsessed with snow and backcountry skiing. But it's also going to deliver some heavy-hitting truths about the risk inherent in our sport. And I will do my best to instill in anyone who'll listen a healthy fear and respect for avalanches. I started this podcast because I don't want to lose any more friends or community members to avalanches. And because I believe that more information can lead to better informed decisions, which can hopefully result in zero avalanche fatalities in our local mountains. That's the mission, plain and simple. Zero deaths in the San Juan backcountry. This year and every year. Because... While backcountry skiing and riding can be a joyous, lifelong pursuit, it can also result in tragedy and death. And I'm not going to let you forget that. But, I promise, this show is not going to be all doom and gloom. I mean, we go skiing in the backcountry because it's fun. And if there's one thing I truly believe, it's that we really shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. So, come along for the ride this winter and nerd out with me on all things snow. Bust out your rock skis and slap some fresh batteries in that beacon. Because guess what? A storm's a brewing, and the snowcast starts now. Oh, and if you're asking, who the heck am I? Well, that's a great question. Let me introduce myself. My name is Chris Dixon, and I'm yet another East Coast transplant that found their way west. I grew up in the rolling hills of Central Mass. Shout out to Bolton, my hometown, and the Apple capital of Massachusetts. And when I was a kid, I was always obsessed with snow. I could never sleep the night of a big storm. The anticipation of new snow and how it would transform the landscape into an epic playground of limitless potential, it just captivated me. And then I moved to Colorado. And that obsession, that fascination with snow, it's pretty much shaped every life choice I've made since. Now, well, I'm a professional ski guide and avalanche educator based out of Telluride. I've got some certs. And I've logged a lot of time studying the snowpack and understanding the snow and avalanche problems is my job. But ultimately, I'm just some dude. And the information that I present on the snowcast is just my opinion. Anything I say or do on this show should not be taken as gospel. And I assume no responsibility for what you do with the information that I provide. And actually, being a responsible backcountry user means that you should take any and all information you find out there with a healthy dose of skepticism and 
be sure to verify it based on your own experience and observations. I'm saying all this because I think it's important to say, and because my biggest fear is that someone hears something that I say on this show that causes them to make a decision that puts their life or someone else's life in jeopardy. That would suck. And it's totally counter to my mission. So remember folks, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We all get it wrong. And for me, the more I recreate in the backcountry, the more I realize there's a lot going on that I'll never fully understand. So stay humble, folks. Stay skeptical. This season, I am super excited to have a new sponsor for the show, So Alpine. My good friend Hannah started So Alpine with the goal of creating high-quality custom outdoor gear with sustainability in mind every step of the way. She sources 99% of her materials from within the United States. She goes above and beyond to minimize waste in her production process. And she would rather find a way to bring new life to your old gear than sell you something new. But what makes So Alpine the perfect partner for the snowcast? Well, Hannah makes the best backcountry rescue sleds on the market. And they're made locally in Durango. Folks, you are not truly prepared for a backcountry emergency if you do not carry with you a rescue sled. And if you need convincing, then go listen to episode seven from last season, where I interview Hannah and talk all about rescue sleds. Hannah also makes field notebook covers, custom frame bags for your bikes, little booties for your doggo's paws, and so much more. So please check it out and support a local lady-owned business by visiting www.soalpine.com. And that's S-E-W-Alpine.com. The Snowcast is also brought to you by Mountain Trip. Based in Telluride, Mountain Trip is a guide service that leads trips across Colorado and the globe. From Everest to the Ure Ice Park to backcountry ski trips and avalanche courses in the San Juans. Hey, right now Mountain Trip has a little Instagram promo going on where they're giving away a free Rec Level 1 avalanche course or half off a hut-based Rec Level 2 course. All you gotta do is give them a follow and tag two friends in the comments. That's like a $600 prize for some Instagram stuff. So check them out on Instagram at Mountain Trip or go to mountaintrip.com to see all the trips and courses that we'll be running this season. The winners for the promo will be announced November 7th. Stay tuned. Speaking of which, are you looking to take an avalanche course this season? Do you need a little financial assistance to make it happen? Well, you're in luck. Here in the San Juans, we've got two scholarship funds dedicated to helping people get the education they need to recreate safely in our backcountry. In Telluride, the Peter Ingalls Avalanche Education Fund, also known as the PIE Fund, provides scholarship funding to folks in the North San Juans, and applications are now open. The deadline to apply is December 16th, and scholarship recipients will be notified by December 31st. For more information and to apply, check out the PIE Fund tab on the Telluride Mountain Club website, or just Google PIE Fund Avalanche Scholarships to learn more. And in Durango... The Know the Snow Fund provides avalanche education scholarships in honor of Joe Philpot and Peter Carver, who tragically died in avalanche incidents in 2013. Their application is also open, and the deadline to apply is November 15th. So head over to knowthesnowfund.org application for more information and to apply. Now, both of these organizations believe that the financial burden of paying for an AVI course shouldn't stop you from getting the education you need. And we are super lucky to have these kind of nonprofits in the San Juans. So 
please consider making a donation to either organization and support the mission of educating our San Juan backcountry community. All right. Well, now that we've gotten those important announcements out of the way, there's only one thing to do. Funk break! We need the snow. All right. Well, before we get into the snow that's coming our way tonight, let's talk about the snow that we've already got. Because folks, the San Juan snowpack is off and running with a few October storms that already have us above average for the season. So let's go back to the early days of October when the trees were gold, the leaves were popping, and you could still wear flip-flops past sunset. The first major storm hit the San Juans the first three days of October, when for three consecutive mornings, I woke up to fresh snow outside my window. Those first few flakes gave us the spectacularly coveted snowy mountains above golden aspens shot, and hordes of leaf peepers descended upon our mountain communities. But most of that snow slowly melted out over the first few weeks of October, which featured mostly sunny and dry weather, except for some lingering in the high alpine pockets. The next big storm came on October 23rd, and this one was legit. It started warm and rainy, but got progressively colder throughout the storm, leaving us with almost a foot of fresh in the alpine, and even a few inches lower down in the valley bottoms. Then, just four days later on October 27th, we got another four to six inches, which made some people, myself included, think that there was enough snow to go skiing. There really wasn't. But some people did indeed eke out some decent turns among the steep and deep, north-facing pockets, and on the low-angle grassy slopes. At the end of October, I went out and dug around, and found that our base was indeed building. And depending on the aspect, that new snow was slowly melting, and turning into melt-freeze crusts, or in those shady, cold areas, it was already losing strength as precipitation particles began the inevitable transition to facets. Now, all in all, it's always awesome to see the mountains already blanketed with snow at the end of October. But what's even more awesome? A forecast of more snow. All we want the snow. You gotta have that snow. Now, here we are, November. The San Juan snowpack is currently sitting at 140% of average. And the snow that's on the ground is absolutely sticking around for the winter. Now, a dear listener recently asked me, But wait, do we even want early season snow? Isn't that bad for our snowpack? And the answer is, well, only if it completely stops snowing. Because then, yes, the snow on the ground will transform into those persistent wheat grain types like facets, and that could then plague us when the next storm comes and buries it. But if it keeps snowing steadily, and we see a progressive increase in the depths of our snowpack, then we could potentially stave off the early season faceting process, and make our usual basal wheat layer less of an issue. So, what are we always hoping for? More snow. And in these La Nina years, I'll take any and all of it. Because any snow that falls on the ground and stays means that we could have a longer riding season. Now, let's not forget the winter of 1718 when it just never really snowed at all. And let's rejoice on the fact that there's more snow in the forecast for November. How much snow, you ask? Well, it's time to run the models. Oh man, it has been a fun week for running and rerunning the models over and over. 
And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking weather models. These are computer simulations used by weather forecasters around the world to predict the weather. They rely on data captured by sensors and satellites from all over the globe, which they input into supercomputers that crunch that data and produce, for us, a multi-parameter meteorological forecast displayed as a nice map-based animation. The models that are available to you depend on the parameter you're looking for. For instance, snowfall, precipitation in inches, temperature or wind, and then the spot on the globe that you're interested in looking at. Different models produce different products, and each model is more or less named after who made it. For instance, the Euro model, or ECMWF, comes from the folks at the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasts. The NAM, well, that's the North American Mesoscale Forecast System. But whether you care at all about what they're called or why, these models, when compared against each other, can give us the best guess on how much snow is going to fall and where. Plus, goddamn is it fun to get that same little kid giddy anticipation before each and every storm. And running the models can really amplify that feeling. You can run the models for yourself by just going to the CAIC's website. To see it, go to the forecast tab, drop down to weather, and then hit model forecasts. This will bring you to a big table where you can toggle between four models and then see all the different runs of that model in the past. If you're only interested in how much it's going to pow, and hey, there's no shame in that, then look for the tote snow column on the far right side of the table. The latest model run will be right there at the top. Click on that blue hyperlink and bam, you're in model land. You can change the map view by clicking on domain and changing it from Western US to Colorado or the San Juans. And the map you're going to see for Colorado and the San Juans, for instance, it's going to show county lines only. So it's pretty helpful to familiarize yourself with where exactly those county lines line up to the mountains you're trying to go ride. But there you go. That right there is how to become a compulsive model runner in a nutshell. And how to see for yourself what the meteorologists are looking at. But where was I going with all this? Oh yeah, the storm. Folks, the models for this storm have shifted around slightly. With first it looking like it had kind of swooped down to the south of us, but then it coming back up a bit north, it also started slow and now it's looking like a faster system. But three things are for sure. It's going to start warm and the snow level is going to drop throughout the storm. It's going to be super windy and likely blowing from the southwest and it's definitely going to snow. All the snowfall predictions have now kind of settled into an average of 10 to 20 inches across the San Juans from now through Friday morning. But Wolf Creek is definitely going to be favored by this wraparound system, and they're more in the one to two foot range in terms of snow totals. Bottom line, bands of heavy snow and blowing winds are definitely going to make it feel like winter, and the roads could be sketch midday Thursday. Only time will tell, but hopefully everyone who is excited about snow gets to be awoken to a good old-fashioned blizzard on Thursday morning. This storm is definitely going to boost our snowpack, to the point of making skiing actually possible in the backcountry. But, and I'm going to put a big old but right in here, if you value your skis, your bases, and your body, tread very lightly out there. I've ruined too many pairs of skis and had too many friends get early season injuries by hitting shallowly buried rocks, stumps, or logs to recommend it without saying that early season skiing requires extra, extra caution. Nothing is worse than getting too eager and then blowing your entire ski season by nailing a rock and breaking your ankle. Not only that, but early season snowpacks can be pretty sketchy. In fact, a good thing to always remember is that the shallower the snowpack, the sketchier the snowpack. 
Thin slabs over facets at the ground, that's a pretty common early season setup for us, especially in the cold, shady northern aspects. And as such, persistent slab problems can pretty much start as soon as there's enough snow to ride. On this edition of my new segment, This Week in San Juan Avalanche History, I present to you a D2 soft slab avalanche that was skier triggered on November 1st in the Animus Fork Zone east of Silverton, just last year. This slide occurred in steep north-facing terrain, and it was a wind-loaded pocket that released right below the ridgetop. Now, I present this avalanche to learn from, and to remind us all that the same place that will likely have the best skiing this time of year, well, that's often the same place where we're going to find the current avalanche problems. Wind-loaded areas where the sun don't shine tend to lure in the backcountry tour like a moth to flame, sometimes to our detriment. So, be careful out there, folks. We got the entire winter ahead of us. And I'm also mainly saying this out loud to remind myself that it's sometimes important to pump the brakes. All right. Well, the last thing I want to mention before I go is that the CAIC just released their updated website, and they've made some changes to their forecasting process for this winter. The new website is more mobile-friendly and has some more streamlined navigation menus, but the biggest changes are that the daily avalanche forecast is now going to come out in the afternoon at 4.30 p.m., and they're shifting to dynamic forecast zones, which will lump together areas of Colorado with similar avalanche conditions, but shift shape to adapt to the specific variable conditions that can occur within the same zone. So for the last 15 years, we've had 10 forecast zones in Colorado. But within those zones, we know that conditions can be dramatically different. For instance, think about how different conditions can be in Telluride versus Lake City, despite them both being in the North San Juan zone. So this is going to allow the forecasters to create more zones when needed to differentiate specific problems in specific areas. I'm pretty excited about these updates, and I think there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period for all of us. But hey, remember, just because something is new or different doesn't make it inherently bad. So to get some more information on how and why these changes came about, check out the CAIC homepage and click learn more below the heading, welcome to the new CAIC website. Well, that's it for this week's show. I am keeping this one short and sweet because next week's is going to be a doozy. And because it's only episode one. I mean, can't set the bar too high, right? So for those who listened to last season and are back for round two, thank you for your support. Psyched to have you listening. For any new folks out there, thanks for tuning in. And be sure to check out season one. Lots of good nuggets in there to chew on. You know, this season, my goal is to grow the show and do a better job of getting my head in the snow across the San Juans. I'm going to be working more this winter on the east side of the Juans along Highway 550, so stay tuned to the social media feeds for field reports from all over our zone. I've also got some exciting interviews lined up for this winter, and I might even try and pull off a live recording or two, so stay tuned for more on that. You know, next week's show, it's going to be a recap of the Four Corner Snow and Avalanche Workshop, which went down in early October. I got to interview a bunch of the folks involved, and I got to record some juicy hot takes from the crowd. So tune in next Wednesday. As always, you can contact me at SanJuanSnowCast at gmail.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at SanJuanSnowCast, where I've been getting a little weirder this year. You can also help out the show by leaving a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. 
Now, I've got a couple stickers left from the last batch, but they are going fast. So shoot me a message or an email to get yours, and don't worry, I'll definitely be getting more. Okay, that's it. Time for me to go for one last run outside before the snow flies. Take care of each other and stay safe out there, friends. And until next time, think snow! Think snow!